must learn to set before we walk and before we stand, we have to learn to walk. If you haven't been in for this series the last couple of weeks, I encourage you to go online to check it out. Say this word with me, set. Got to learn to set. Say this word with me, walk. Got to learn to walk. Today I want to talk about stand. It's important that you understand those three, even going into stand uh, today. I want to do a little review on set because, uh, you know, you have uh, folks that are new. You may be a guest today. So, so excited to have you. Uh, I want to do a little, little, uh, little bit of a review. Ephesians 2, 4 through 8 says this. If you have your Bible, that would be a great scripture for you to turn to. Ephesians 2, 4 through 8. How many of you know that carrying your Bible, packing your Bible is a very good thing? You should do that. Shouldn't rely on Sky Bible here, even though some of it's going to be behind me. This is going to be behind me, but it'd be good for you. You know, you can, on your iPad or iPhone or leather-bound, paper-bound, pleather-bound. I don't care how you, how you carry it. It's just the Word of God. You should, you, unless you have it memorized, you should pack it. Here we go. But God, who is rich in mercy... Because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Isn't that wonderful? Not by works, brownie points, if you're good enough, if you're nice enough, if you're kind enough. It's only by grace. Somebody say grace. Unmerited favor that you're saved. And raised us up together and look, look, and made us set together. Say that with me. Set together. One more time. Set together. Good, good, good. In the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceedingly riches of his grace and his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through your faith and not of yourself. Look, it is the gift of God. If there's people in here today that's not received that gift, I want to let you know today you can receive that gift from God, gift of salvation, a new life, being born again, saved. The reality, say that word with me, reality. The reality right at this moment is that you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God set Jesus beside him on the right hand of the Father, a place of honor and a place of authority, and you are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus right now. It's important that you learn what setting is all about. Setting so vital because Jesus has done everything for you and I. Everything, 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 everything. He has done it all, and from that that place of learning what he has done is a place that we learn to walk. He's done it all. Everyone say everything. He's done everything. Because of his grace, you are justified. Just as if you've never done anything wrong. Say this with me. I am justified. Oh, oh just with a bold confession. Say it with me. I am justified. It's wonderful. Say this with me. I am the righteousness of Jesus Christ. You are. Not because of your goodness, not because of your righteousness, but because of Jesus' righteousness, 
You are the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Say this with me. I am loved. loved. Say this with me. I'm the best thing since sliced bread. (laughs) You are loved. You're loved not because you're lovely. We're not really that lovely a lot of the times. Amen. Good preaching, J.O., that's very true. (laughs) But you are loved because he is loved. All these things of understanding from this position we set, he has made you and I to be sons and daughters. We have the inheritance of the kingdom of God right now as we set. You may be sitting right here in Heart of the City Church, but I want to let you know that you're seated in heavenly places. He has forgiven us. He has saved us. He has raised us up. We're the righteousness of Jesus Christ, and he's made us set in heavenly places. From that place, you want to operate out of. You want to operate out of that place of, I'm righteous, I'm justified, I'm a son, I'm a daughter. My wife is really good at that, and she really has to remind me, and it really helps me of why I do what I do. J.O., do it as a son, basically not a slave. How many know it's easy to cross that line? For me, it's very, I'm a, I'm a doer, a runner. I'm like, get her done. If you're sitting around, what, what, what are you doing? And I have to sit back and go, no, I, I need to remember all that Christ is. I, I am a son. He first chose me. I'm selected. I'm elected by him. And from that place of setting, say that word with me, set. That's the reality of who you are. But from a reality, there should be a response. If somebody comes give you a big hug like I do my wife, I love you, sweetie. Guess what the response usually is? I love you too. Come on, go, go with me. There's a response. Out of all that Jesus has done for you and I, and it's happened in our heart, our minds are renewed, the spirit of our minds renewed, there has to be a response from his beloved, from the saints. Everyone say, response. response. Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Listen, you're not saved because of good works. When a person comes to know Jesus Christ and their life is totally changed and all of a sudden you're born again and you know what you've been forgiven of and man, you're on your way to heaven and Guess what happens then? The response is good works. How many know good works is a good thing? Sometimes we get confused with works. It's it's okay to have good works. James, man, he'll say, he said, I'll show you my faith by my works. Why? Because after our minds and our hearts have been renewed and been regenerated by the Holy Spirit, it's okay to do good things for other people. Good works. Say that word with me again, good works which God prepared in ha- beforehand that we should, look, look, look at this word, walk in them. Say that with me, walk. The response of everything that Jesus has done, the reality of it, but there's a response that you and I are to walk out, that we're to love other people. We are to walk in love. How do we walk in love? Because he's, we first love, he, the reason why we can love is because we're first loved by him. That's a real beautiful place for sometimes I think our minds to be renewed. 
is that you have a great understanding of how much you're loved of the Father, of what he's done for you and I. Because unless we get that down, I tell you what, it's easy to step over into the place of dead works. Say that with me, dead works. What, what is dead works? To me, dead works is you trying to do things in order to have the Father love you or to have the Father favor you. And those things, listen, those are dead works. God can't love you any more than he already does. He loves you perfectly. What needs to take place is our minds renewed in understanding of his love. So he loves us, and guess what we're able to do? We're able to love others. We're able to walk in love. We're able to walk in the light. The Bible says that Jesus is the light of the world, but guess what Jesus says about me and you? That you're the light of the world. He wants us to walk as light of the world. Look at your friend right there next to you, behind you, beside you, and say you're the light of the world. You and I are the light of the world. And so we've been touched by the great affection, the love of the Father, by the light of this world. Guess what God wants us to do as a response? He wants you and I to be love, to be light, to be salt everywhere you and I go. The response. He also wants us to be, listen, full of life. I think that we should be very attractive people in the sense of I'm not just talking about your looks. I'm talking about from our heart. Out of us flowing life. Jesus come to give you life and life more abundantly. All of a sudden you receive that life. You experience that life. The life that Jesus talks about, I think, at the, with the woman at the well at John 4. Living waters. You know what the living waters is? Bible articulates the living water is the Holy Spirit. All of a sudden, what? They waited on the Holy Spirit, right? In Acts 2, guess what? The Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father came, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire and began to change the world. Peter was not Simon Bar-Jonah any longer. This guy was changed by the power of the Holy Spirit, and life flowed out of him, and all of a sudden, 3,000 people were saved, the birthing of the New Testament church. Why? Because they were full of love and life and light. Come on, there should be a response from me and you from the reality. I tell you, a beautiful response is this. Seriously, the thanks giving offering. That's a beautiful response. You probably, you may know some people at Heritage Health. You may or you may not. You may some, know some kids at Winton. You probably don't know anyone in Puerto Rico. It's good. You do. Wonderful. <laughs> Most of you probably don't. But nevertheless, you, look, 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 look. You gave. Why do we give? We give why? Tell our neighbors right now. Tell our guests we give because why? Anything else is weird. We give because we love. That is a response. That is a response of you knowing that the Father loves you. Amen? And from that response, we share the good news of Jesus Christ. Freely we have received. Now freely we what? Why? Because it's a response of the reality. By his stripes, I am healed. 
We pray for other people to be healed. There's many people in this room that has been healed. We pray for others. Why? Because of a response of the reality. Amen? I want to talk to you this morning about standing. Say, say that with me, stand. We learn to set. We learn to walk. And we learn to stand. I want you to, I think some people's going to really have a, a, a mind shift today, a renewing, a revelation of, of what it means to stand. I hope so. It's impacted my life. I want to read some scripture and we're going to continue. Romans 8, 37, very familiar scripture says this. Yet in all these things, we are conquerors. No, 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 no. Come on, yet in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. You've heard that. It doesn't say you're going to be a conqueror. It says that you are more than conquerors when? Right now. Right now, you are more than conquerors. Listen to the next scripture, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Everyone say victory. You have victory right now. Who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 John 5, 4, beautiful scripture. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcome the world, our faith. Now, if you don't walk away with anything else today, I want you to walk away with this. We fight from a place of victory, not for victory. Some of y'all was, you know, thinking about Starbucks or football. You, you need to hear me right now. Don't get off Facebook. Get out of the business, get away from the fight with the wife, and listen to me. You fight from victory, not for victory. Lord, renew my mind right now. Put your head, put your hands on your head right now. Everyone, put your hands on your head. Let me pray for you. Father, I just pray that you would renew our minds right now according to your word, that you would renew our minds, the spirit of our minds, that we would be changed right now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, you are more than a conqueror right now. Say that with me, right now. You have victory right now. There's a shift, I think, that God wants to do. We fight from victory, not for victory. I honestly could sit down right now, no pun intended, sit down. Some of y'all get that at lunchtime. Who do, we fight? Who do we stand against? What is our fight against? I want you to throw up this funny little video right here. Just show, this is my, my daughter sent this to us. Check this out. So don't get all spiritual on me and go, uh, what, what, what's going on there? Is that the, that's my daughter with a crazy little app. But here's the point. Sometimes you just have to say, 
no to Satan. No to Satan. Because you have victory. I want you to stand with me right now, and we're going to re read the scripture today. Some of you have read this so many times that you could disconnect right now from me. Please don't disconnect. I want everybody to read together with me on account of three. I think it's, there it is. You ready for this? I will interrupt. I got to interrupt on a few areas. Is that, is that okay? Good, because we're not voting anyway. Here we go. <laughs> On three, one, two, three. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Stop. Be strong in who? The Lord. You? The you? The or the Lord? the Lord? Are you feeling that? Even from the very get-go, the spirit of these scriptures is not you being strong, but being strong in the Lord. Let's continue. And in the power of his might... Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to, stand. what? Stand. That you may be able to stand. You're going to put on the whole armor. What are you really doing? You're honestly putting Jesus on. That's who you're putting on. You're not putting on a car, cartoon kind of armor. You're putting Jesus on every day. I encourage you to do this every day so that you can stand. Let's go on. We're going to start with stand. Stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to say that with me real good, withstand. There it is. Go on in the evil day and having done all to stand. say it with me passionately. Stand. Good, good, good. Love it. Here we go. Here we go again. Stand. What? Stand. Good, good, good. Therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to the end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. I want you to hug, high-five, or something, someone, and tell them, stand. Some people like hugging more than... You can kiss... You can kiss if it's your wife. <laughs> we have many promises of God, don't we? We have many promises. Many, 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 many promises. We have many great promises. We must look at all promises. Everyone say full counsel of God. And here's a promise. You ready for this promise? You ready? You ready for this promise? You sure? You will be attacked. Get your head out of the sand. You will be attacked. 
I think the older you get, the more, more, more mature in Christ you get, just because you've lived longer, you're going to be faced with attacks. Do I say that to scare you? Absolutely not. I've already told you today the position. We're going to see that in just a minute. Watchman Nee says this, God has an arch enemy, and under his power are countless demons and fallen angels seeking to overrun the world with evil. This is, they don't talk about this in high school typically or in politics of why we're faced the way that we're faced in our country and in family, marriages, and businesses, and on and on and on. And fallen angels seeking to overrun the world with evil and to exclude God from his kingdom. The enemy hates you. He doesn't play patty cake with you. He wants to destroy you. He wants to destroy you with sickness. He wants to destroy your marriages, twist your minds. He wants to destroy your businesses and oppress your children. He wants to absolutely destroy your finances. Anything good, the enemy wants to absolutely disrupt. He wants to disrupt your destiny, strike your heart with fear, cast doubt over you. The way that we, you and I view many things like just this attack that happened the other day in Egypt, over 300 people dead in this mosque, we immediately, it's easy to go, that's flesh and blood. Flesh and blood, what took place in Vegas. Flesh and blood, what took place in Florida. Flesh and blood, murders, shootings, terrorist abduction of children. It's easy to say, that's my fight. Put up my dukes, and we're going to fight flesh and blood. Give me a gun, hang grenade, so forth and so on. But Paul says this. We do not fight against flesh and blood. Fighting flesh and blood, we fight for victory. We, 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 hear, hear those words. We fight for victory. Fighting terrorists, we fight for victory. Fighting to see people free from slavery, whatever that may look like, we fight for victory. But as sons and daughters, our fight is not by the flesh. And at the end of the day, our fight is against, listen, the wiles of the devil. Now, he talks about plenty of levels, and there's all been all kinds of studies and teachings on principalities and powers and darkness and so forth and so on. But at the end of the day, let me just say it for simplicity, wiles of the devil. In this invisible battle that you and I are in, this conflict, we fight, listen, from victory. Watchman Nee says that word stand means this. Hold your ground. You already have the ground because of what Jesus has done. This is why a key is having faith. You got to receive any of these things that I talk about today in faith, by faith. You overcome by faith, all right? So, we hold our ground. Say that with me. Hold your ground. Tell your neighbor right now, hold your ground. Almost the entire armor of God, almost the entire armor of God is defensive armor. 
Okay, let me go through it just real quick. We waist girded with truth. Helmet of salvation. I'm sure you could take your helmet and ram somebody, but it's mostly made for defense. Our feet shod with the gospel of Jesus Christ. The shield of faith. The Bible says above all, shield of faith, what? Extinguishing what? The fiery darts. There's something about fiery darts. God wants, he wants you to have faith to extinguish the fiery darts. Those fiery darts hit you in order to get you to retreat or to quit in life. Just throw the, throw the towel in, okay? And it goes on to say, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit. That's an offensive weapon. Could be used defensively also, if you've ever seen you know, Lord of the Rings, stuff like that. But it's almost the only offensive way. You can use a shield of faith offensively, but it's usually typically used for defense. And one that's not spoken of that me and Craig discussed, praying in the spirit. Okay, Not really a weapon, but it is a weapon, a big time weapon that we don't talk about a whole lot. Second Chronicles 2020, if you have your Bible turned there, let me show you. I just want all of us to learn from the place that you and I are to fight from today. In Second Chronicles 2020, there is a battle coming against Jehoshaphat. All these nations is going to take out uh, the people of God and Jehoshaphat is the king. And let me just read something for you so you can feel this today. It says this, early the, the next morning, uh, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekiah. On the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, look here, listen to me, listen to me. All you people of Judah and Jerusalem, look, look, believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand, say that word with me, stand, firm, say that with me again. Here, don't worry about anybody walking anywhere. Just follow me for a minute, okay? Everyone say, stand, stand. Firm, firm, believe in his prophet, and you will succeed. A scripture before that, 2 Chronicles 2015, Jehoshaphat says this, the battle, feel me, the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. Are you seeing that? The battle's not yours, it's the Lord. Now, this is before Jesus died on the cross for you and I and that great victorious blow to the enemy. This is before that. And he's saying, the battle is not yours, Phil, Ben, Thor. The battle's not yours, Come on, the battle's not yours, it's the Lord's. Now stand firm. They stood. And let me show you what took place in 22. The battle began to take place and they began to take over Jehoshaphat or try to do that. What does Jehoshaphat do? He puts out, listen to me real good, he puts out singers. Wow, what a crazy battle strategy. You're going to put singers out. Did they have swords? No, they were singing. Did they have machetes? No, they were singing. Did they have missile launchers? No, they were singing. What is, why is that so important? Can I tell you what they were singing? They're singing praise and worship to God. What do you do when you sing praise and worship to God? What do you do a lot of times when you sing praise? 
You thank him for what he's already done. Oh, your mercies are new forever. We thank you. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving, into your courts with praise. This is a day the Lord hath made. I shall rejoice and be glad. Hey, they are already thanking and praising God because I believe they believe they believe the prophet. They stood and they knew they had victory, not because of what they were going to do, but because what was God was going to do. And listen. As they praised him, the enemy was ambushed. God ambushed the enemy. Here's several nations coming together to take over Jehoshaphat. Now listen to me. Not one, the Bible says, escaped. Not one escaped. The battle's not yours. It is the Lord's. Stand firm and watch the victory of God. Are you with me today? Sometimes we want to get in the ring and start swinging. When you might need to stay out of the ring, don't even put the gloves on, and you just say, the battle's not mine, it's the Lord's. I'm going to stand here because of what Jesus has already done. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I need, I need my guys to come up here if you guys would run up here I want to do a little illustration to try to prove my point today or, or just share my point with you. Can you put your hands together for these guys who... Can you stand over there? I need, I, I need to get to that cross right there. You st- no, 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 you stay right here. You stand over there, okay? How many of us, can I be just a little bit funky with you? Okay, how, how many of us is like, okay, that's, that's my promised land over there. I got to get to my promised land. That's where I need to get to. I got to get to the cross. I got to get to the cross and we duke it out and we're going to fight. Oh, fear. You know, fear tries to come and overtake me and I'm just fighting for my life. Fear, addiction, fear, and all these things are trying to, sickness, I don't even feel like fighting anymore. Fear and, man, I'm just duking it out. I'm just doing, I'm just trying my best to get to the cross. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. I'm already under the cross. Can you hold this up, big guy? I'm already under the cross. I'm already been through the cross. I'm already under the blood of Jesus. Jesus has already been crucified for you and I. He's already risen from the dead. Why am I trying to fight my way through all this stuff whenever all I need to do is get over here in my victorious place and fight from a place of victory? You got that little sword? I got my big sword. Bible. By his stripes, I am healed. 
Come on, I don't need to put my punching bag, my, 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 my gloves on because you're already defeated. Addiction, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Come on, I got the cross behind me. I got the power of the Holy Spirit in me. I am working from a place of victory. I am not defeated. I am more than a conqueror. Fear, you did not give me the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and sound mind. Why? Hey! Why do you keep duking it out with the devil? We stand in a place of victory. Thank you, guys. You did a wonderful job. Wonderful job. Are you seeing that this morning? I'm praying that the church, like never before, we walk in a whole nother degree of authority and a whole nother degree of freedom from what God has already done for you and I. No longer do we have to come from that place of defeat. I want to read a few scriptures in closing this morning to show you not just out of Jehoshaphat, out of the Old Testament, and how much more do we have victory now with Jesus Christ. Exodus 14, 13 through 14 says this, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still. Tell you that right now, stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians, you will see today, you shall see again, no more forever. The Lord will fight for you. You shall hold your peace. Somebody say stand. Stand. Exodus 17, 9. Moses said to Joshua, choose up some men and go fight with the Amalek. Tomorrow I will stand, somebody say stand, Stand. on the top of the hill with the rod of God in my hand. Moses stood above the battle. And as long as he kept his hand up and that rod up, there was victory down in the valley. Whenever he got tired and his hands begin to go down, come on church, when you get tired and your hands begin to go down, there's a church, there's the body of Christ that wants to come along inside you to gird you up, to help you stay standing, to keep your arms up. Come on, that's what the body of Christ is all about. Hold the ground. Hold the ground, Ezekiel twenty two thirty. So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in a gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it, but I found no one. Everyone say stand. What was David thinking in Psalms 23 when he says, the Lord prepares a table for me in the presence of my enemies? Come on, I don't think he was stressed out because he knew his position, his place of authority. And now, church, you stand knowing who's behind you. You stand knowing the authority behind you. You have the kingdom of heaven behind you. You have the king of kings behind you. You can fight and stand from a place of I'm more than a conqueror. 
No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, stand. Tell your neighbor right now, stand. Tell yourself right now, stand. Tell somebody else, stand. Come on, stand with me right now. I want to give you five smooth stones. Leaders, if you guys would come up, if, you, if you're on the altar team, would you come up right now? I want to give you five smooth stones this morning that I believe that you need to walk in. Remember my daughter's little video? Sometimes you just have to say, no, devil. No, devil. Come on. Number one, believe. Will you say that with me? Believe. Believe God's promises. Not just your feelings. Sometimes your feelings will overtake you to make you think, man, right now I feel, Jim, I feel like I need to put the boxing gloves on. That's what the devil wants you to do. I mean, honestly, how much strength do you think that you really have? How much natural power do you think that you really have? You're going to put the boxing gloves on and fight with the enemy who's been around since almost the beginning, who's very wise, wiles of the devil. Come on, I think I'd rather get underneath the cross. How about you? Believe the promises of God. Believe. Say that with me. Believe. 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 Believe, believe the promises of God. Number one, you, you, you believe it in your heart that you have victory. Number two, shield of faith. Put it up right now. Put it up. That thing's about the size of a door, you guys. Can you imagine all of us with our shields of face up next to one another? Those, those arrows hitting you, they're going to hit your faith, bounce off, going to be extinguished. Why? So that you can continue to move forward and not retreat in this battle because you got the cross behind you. You, have, you already have victory. Number three, what Jehoshaphat people do? They begin to praise God. Everyone say praise. praise. Let me encourage you. I want you to pray, but I want you to praise too. Thanking him for what he's already done. Thank you, God, that you're right here with me right now. Thank you, God, that the victory is yours. Thank you that I'm more than a conqueror. I praise you and I worship you, God. Oh, I worship you. I praise you and I, I pray that you would slay the enemy today. He inhabits the praises of his people. Number four, the sword of the Spirit. Come on, the sword of the Spirit. I'm more than a conqueror. God, you've caused me to be victorious. No weapon. Come on. Having the sword of the Spirit in your hand and in your mouth. And number five, here we go. Here's a secret. Praying in the Spirit. Pray. It doesn't get talked a lot about, but it's right there. Praying in the Spirit. You don't even know how to pray, but the Holy Spirit pray through you. Oh, the devil doesn't want you to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. The devil doesn't want you to have anything to do with the Holy Spirit because he doesn't want you to be armed and dangerous and lethal weapons. Praying in the Spirit. If you're here today and you say, pray for me, J.O., I want your leaders to pray for me. Because I ain't been standing too well. 
If you need prayer today, I want you to bust out of your seat right now. Quit playing church and come up here and get prayer and just say, I need prayer. I have not been standing. I've been fighting on my own. I need help. I need to begin to thank God for victory. Come on, I know there's more than one person that needs prayer this morning. We're going to go into this song, and I encourage you. They want to stand with you like Moses. Lift your hands. I believe there's a, a, a mind shift that's taking place. And like never before, you're going to be able to stand and fight from a place of victory.